Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Daily Competitive Hedge Podcast. I'm your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and this morning show is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about the day that was in the sports world, including our athlete of the day. We also talk about the games coming up today, big ones on the slate, ones we might be waiting on from a betting perspective, and we cap it all off with the bets that we like and our competitive hedge lay of the day. Now, our episode today is brought to you by Bet99. For all our Canadian listeners, Bet99 will offer you a sports welcome offer when you join today using the promo code SHOOTERS. Bet99 will match your deposit 100% up to $600. So head over to Bet99 today to make your bets. Use the bets on the show and follow our social media accounts to find our fan parlays if we have those out. We also put out our other plays like our player prop lines, and you can also head over to offtheballnetwork.com slash pod, which is where you'll find our full daily betting card, usually posted around 5 p.m. Eastern time, so be on the lookout for that. Now, let's talk about our athlete shout-out of the day. This one goes to Evander Kane. It's strictly for the way that he's playing hockey right now. We're not going to get into the other things that he's done in his career. But when you look at what he's done this playoff run, he's had he's got 12 goals this playoff run, which leads the NHL. He the next closest guy is only at nine. He's also tied for third in points. And he had two goals last night for Edmonton, including the clinching one with the empty netter. So while he's gone through a lot, he's not a good person, but an athlete. He's been performing well. It's tough not to give him the athlete shout out of the day as he was crucial in that victory last night for the Edmonton Oilers. Now let's talk about yesterday's bets. They didn't go well. Uh, Probably the worst day that we've had in this show's history over the last five weeks or so. We had the Sky and Fever, highest scoring game of the night in the WNBA, and we took the under 162.5. These teams combined to average 160, and they put up 185, so they absolutely blew past it last night. We had the Atlanta Dream, plus 8.5 versus the Mystics. That one missed. Rin Howard, who leads the league in scoring right now, had zero points last night. You can just never see somebody going 0 for 9 from the field, so they lose by 20, thus they don't cover. If she even performs half to what she's able to, then we would have been laughing on this one. The Flames money line versus the Oilers felt like a game that the Flames had to get. Didn't matter. They didn't get it last night. So we go 0 for 3 on the actual parlay itself. Now, the player prop lines that we posted yesterday, those also didn't go the greatest. We did get a Sebastian Ajo point yesterday, so that was big. Uh, Luka Doncic did not uh, go over 34.5 points. He finished with 30. Tyler Mall, this was the one that was the most frustrating yesterday. You've got a guy that gives up eight earned runs and still finishes with six Ks. 
and we had the under five and a half. So we miss on that one. Stanton home run, he gets hurt. So he misses on that one. And then the Padres plus one, they're leading late and then give up four runs or four runs in the fifth and sixth inning combined. Suddenly they lose four one. So the plus one misses as well. Overall, when we're talking about our leans that we had yesterday, but these were the lines that we're waiting on, the Yankees missed, Dodgers hit, the the Boston and White Sox game under eight, that was a no-go, the Miami one missed as well, then we had the Cubs in Cincy over eight, that one hit, the Rangers money line hit, and the Dallas money line hit as well, so those made the day a little bit more bearable i'm still not thrilled when you go basically 0 for 4 on your plays on the show so we're gonna bounce back in a big way today and so let's have a good day but let's talk about the day that was with our quick recap of the day we had the mavericks they won 119 to 109 over golden state if you bet the over 215 and a half you were laughing and if you bet dallas money line or minus one you were laughing as well luca finished with 30 14 and 9 but as we said yesterday, Luca doesn't get a pass for the series, even if his other guys don't show up. His other guys showed up yesterday. Dorian Finney-Smith with 23 points, living up to that contract extension that they gave him. Reggie Bullock had 18. Jalen Brunson had 15. Maxi Kleber had 13. And Spencer Dinwiddie had 10. They need this consistently if they're going to come back and have a chance in this series. Because when you've got seven guys that are hitting double-digit points, then you can keep up with Golden State. Because even in the loss yesterday, Golden State, they stormed back in the fourth, 39-20 to 20 in the fourth quarter. It was Steph had 28-5, and five, but then you've got Kuminga had 17, Poole had 14, Wiggins had 13, Clay had 12, Moody and Green both had 10. They can do that consistently with this group. And so Dallas has to match them in that respect. They also finally shot the lights out from three, they were 20 of 43 yesterday, uh, whereas Golden State was 10 of 28. That's the difference in the game. They simply shot the ball better from three. Now, can they keep this up? Can they go into Golden State, win a game, and keep this series alive? Or is this going to be a five-gamer, just like it was with the Nuggets, where it took an all-out team effort in order to extend it? Then you've got the Rangers winning 4-1 to one over the Hurricanes. If you had under 5.5, that hits. Once again in this series, very low-scoring series. But Shesterkin, 30 saves yesterday. He's starting to heat up at the right time. Vetrano, Fox, Zabinijad, and Kopp all scored goals yesterday for the Rangers. On the Carolina side, you had Ranta, who made 24 saves, and Tara Vinen with the goal for Carolina. Carolina outshot them 31-28. to They also won the faceoff battle pretty significantly, 33-18. to but Shesterkin just played great yesterday. Now the question is, can you actually go and win in Carolina? No one has this postseason. Carolina has yet to win on the road, but they've yet to lose at home. So the Rangers need to steal one of these last two games in Carolina if they want to have a chance at winning this series. Calgary and Edmonton. Uh, Edmonton was minus 115 coming in. The over six and a half hits for this series once again. But Edmonton, Mike Smith made 29 saves. He gave up a couple really bad goals in this game, but it didn't matter. It was enough for them to survive. As we said, Evander Kane had two goals. We could have had Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who had two goals as our athlete of the day as well. 
And then Zach Hyman added another to make it five. On the Calgary side, Markstrom, just 21 saves. He hasn't had a great series. And then you had Lindholm, Backlund, and Anderson all score for the Flames. The faceoffs are 29 to 22 for Calgary. Hits were about even. So moving forward, Calgary is to run the table now. They have to win three straight. You're going back to Calgary. I like their chances to win at home, at least extend it to six. But they're in tight now in this battle of Alberta. Will we get a great seven-game series like we've been predicting? Or is this one going to end early uh, just because of Edmonton's firepower up front? WNBA results. We're a bit jaded about the WNBA after yesterday, going 0 for 2. But the Mystics beat the Dream 70 to 50. Elena Deladon, who averages just over 18 a game, she had 15 and 6 with three blocks last night. On the Atlanta side, we already talked about it. Ren Howard, over 20 a game, no points. Christy Wallace with 8 and 7 in the loss as well. We should have taken the under in this game, finishing at just 120 would have been no sweat at all. Dallas wins 85 to 77 over the Connecticut Sun. Obungawale, she averages over 19 a game. She had 16 last night. Alicia Gray had 17 and 8. And Mabry had 20 points as well in the win for Dallas. On the losing side, Alyssa Thomas, she had 13 points, 8 assists, 8 rebounds in the loss. And Jonquil Jones with a double-double with 13 and 12. The Chicago Sky win 95 to 90 versus the Indiana Fever. Candace Parker, 14 points per game. She had a great night. She had 16 points, seven assists, six rebounds. Coming off that amazing triple-double, she was trying to do it again, came up a bit short, but nonetheless, they get the win. Courtney Vandersloot with 14 points as well for the Sky. Kelsey Mitchell, she had a good night with 25 points, two rebounds, two assists, and then Victoria Vivian's on that team at 17-7 and seven as well. High-scoring game, but nonetheless, Tough one for us on the betting side. Minnesota 84 to 78 versus New York. Sylvia Fowles had 14 and 14 in the win. And then Ariel Powell's gave her some help with 18 points. Ariel Powers, not Powell's. Sabrina Ionescu, she had 19 points, nine rebounds, and seven assists. It wasn't enough, though, for New York. She also got help from Howard, who had 23, and Rebecca Allen had 21. All-out team effort from the Liberty, but they're still a young and -and up-and-coming team. They need to find a way to win more consistently if they're going to succeed in the WNBA this year. Now our quick MLB rundown. As we keep saying, we're going to get a bit more in-depth with these once we're out of the playoff action of the NBA and NHL, or at least it slows down. But in the meantime, we'll do our quick MLB rundown. The Rockies won 2-1 in the 10th. Uh, The Cubs won 11-4 over the Reds. We had the Rays beat the Marlins 4-0. The Yankees won 7-6 over the Orioles. We like them on the run line, though, so that's the big difference there uh, from yesterday. We had the Dodgers 9-4 over the Nationals. The Braves 6-5 over the Phillies. The Twins won 2-0 over the Tigers. The Jays won 8-1 over the Cardinals. My Boston Red Sox 16-3 over the White Sox. You had the Astros 7-3 over the Guardians. The Angels 5-3 over the Rangers. The Diamondbacks 8-6 over the Royals. Then the A's 7-5 over the Mariners. The Brewers 4-1 over the Padres. And the high-scoring game of the night, the San Francisco Giants 13-12 over the New York Mets. Absolute shootout there in the late game of the day. Now, the the final bit that we want to talk about is the All-NBA teams. These were released yesterday. 
first, second, and third team. Once again, I hate how late they release these. It clouds people's judgment of these awards because this is a regular season award. People will point to the playoffs as a reason why a guy doesn't deserve to be on an all-NBA team. That's just simply not how it works. Now, it does bother me that there's not two centers on the first team. I hate the overall format of you have to have one center per team. I think it really hurts the league that we have a guy like Joel Embiid who just missed out on being MVP who ends up on the second team. And that's going to matter down the road when we start talking about guys' legacies and whatnot. People look at first team and second team and third team here. So the first team was Luka Doncic, Devin Booker, Giannis, Atentacumpo, Jason Tatum, and Nikola Jokic. To me, Ja Morant deserves to be on this first team. Just because Phoenix was the best team in the regular season doesn't mean that Devin Booker was a better player this year than Ja Morant. I recognize that Ja missed a few games, but he should be on the first team. He was in the MVP discussion for the majority of the year before he got hurt for a little bit there. So I liked Ja to be on the first team. That being said, Booker would have been on my second team regardless, and that second team was Jaw. You had Stephen Curry, DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Durant, and Joel Embiid. I agree fully with this one. I do think that DeRozan was in the MVP discussion a lot of the year, but faded late. That's why he's on the second team. Kevin Durant had a great regular season for the Nets. We already talked about Embiid. And Steph, he missed a little bit of time, but he was just a step behind some of these other guys He didn't have a great Steph Curry regular season. He still, though, makes an all-NBA team just showing his greatness. And then the third team, this is where I took a little bit of issue. Uh, Chris Paul, Trey Young were the backcourt. Then you had LeBron James, Pascal Siakam, and Carl Anthony Towns. I don't love the CP3 pick. This has nothing to do with the postseason. I think he had a fine regular season. He averaged 14 points, 10 assists, and 4 rebounds. He was 49% shooting, so he was efficient on the number one seed. I just think that there's guys ahead of him this year that played a lot better at the guard position. I One that I point to is Darius Garland. He averaged seven more points per game, just a couple less assists and similar rebounding numbers. Yes, he's on the seventh seed, but this is where I feel like all NBA, are we really talking about the 15 best guys this year? Because at no point this year did I consider Chris Paul the 15th best player or in the top 15 at all this year. You could have pointed to Donovan Mitchell. He had 25 points, five assists, four rebounds. He was a 45% shooter this year. He was on the fifth seed in the West. So this is where I don't agree necessarily. I had a couple guys ahead of Chris Paul. Uh, I think that he gets this as a lifetime achievement award, if I'm being completely honest. But nonetheless, he had a good season. I'm not too upset by it. Uh, I do think that Garland and Mitchell could be there down the road. They just need to keep getting better. And then Pascal Siakam or LeBron, I could, I would like Jimmy Butler this year. I know he missed time as well. But when he was healthy, 21 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists a game, 20, 48% shooting as well on the number one seed. It feels like they're picking and choosing who gets to be on this team because if we're rewarding the number one team in the West, number one team in the league with two players, I find it hard to believe that no Miami Heat player deserves to be on this list. So Jimmy Butler, to me, deserves to be there, whether you take Siakam or LeBron off for that matter. LeBron had a good season, but he also didn't play much defense and he was on a losing team. So to me, you take him off. 
they're never going to take him off because, as we said, sometimes it's a lifetime achievement award, and it feels like it was in this case. I think Butler got robbed. Now let's talk about the big games on the slate today. WNBA-wise, we've just got the one game, the Phoenix Mercury, who are 2-4 and four to start the year versus the LA Sparks, who are 2-5. and five. On the Phoenix side, they need somebody to step up. Diana Taurasi is the leader of this group, but it needs to be Skylar Diggins-Smith. It needs to be Diamond Shields or Tina Charles. Some of these players need to step up if they want to make the playoffs this year. The loss of Brittany Griner is tough. We don't know how much longer that's going to go on, and so they need other players to be better moving forward if they're going to have a chance. Ogwamike, who's the leader for the LA Sparks, she's been a good this year. Jordan Canada has been a bit inconsistent, as has Liz Cambage. So they need to be a bit more consistent moving forward if they're going to help her out uh, with this group. Now, NBA playoffs tonight, we have Miami and Boston. Boston's minus one and a half tonight. They're coming off that 102 to 82 victory. This is going to be a story of the injury report, and we're going to get into it in a little bit. But if you're not tuning into this playoff game, a game five when it's 2-2, then I don't know what you're doing tonight. So that is another big game on the slate. And then the last big game that we have tonight is the NHL playoffs. It's Colorado, who are minus 240 versus St. Louis, who are plus 195. The over-under here is six and a half. Colorado coming off a six to three win. They're up three to one. They've got that commanding lead. So let's see, is the series going to end tonight? You know, if you're on the St. Louis side, some guys need to step up. Tarasenko's got one point in this series. Rob Thomas is zero. Barbashev has zero. Pareko is one. These guys need to step up if they're going to have a chance at extending this series tonight. Kemper as well, he needs to be better on the Colorado side. Yes, they're up three to one, but if you're going to win the cup, we talked about it yesterday, then you need to be much better. So is tonight the series ender? Can Huso pull off the upset on the road? We'll have to wait and see on that one. Maybe this one's a part of our daily betting card. Now, the games that we're leaning but we're waiting on from a betting perspective, these are all the games we'll likely bet, but we'll wait until closer to first pitch, puck drop, or tip off in order to play. Yankees and Orioles. Yankees came back in one by one yesterday in extra innings, but it feels like the Yankees lost two in a row when you're talking from a betting perspective because you're not making any money taking Yankees' money line in this series. So they lost outright a couple days ago. Last night, they don't cover the run line. Feels like they're going to cover one today. You got JP Sears going up against Tyler Wells. Not a great pitching matchup, an opportunity for the bats to wake up. Might not have Stanton in the lineup today. So guys like Rizzo are going to need to play well, Judge uh, and others with this group. On the Boston-Chicago game, this is White Sox and Red Sox. Rich Hill versus Lucas Giolito. Seven and a half is the line right now. I'm hoping to get it to eight. If it gets to eight, then I'm going to bet the under here. But I do like this pitching matchup. I think you've got two good pitchers going. And Boston, they exploded for 16 runs yesterday. So I think it's going to be tough for them to replicate that once again today. Chicago and Cincy, you've got Kyle Hendricks and Luis Castillo on the mound. The Reds are minus 140. The over-under is 8.5. I like it, but I'm going to wait closer to the first pitch. I like the Reds to win today. I think Castillo's going to pitch well. Hendricks coming off a pretty good pitching performance. I think he's going to get lit up a bit today. These are two not great baseball teams, so it's very tough to tell who's going to win this one. But I do tend to fa- or favor Cincy in this one. And then the last one that we're waiting on, 
you got to wait on Boston and Miami if you're betting the spread because you got Marcus Smart and you got Williams that are both game time decisions. On the Miami side, you've got Kyle Lowry, Max Struess, Tyler Hero, PJ Tucker, and Gabe Vincent, all game time decisions. So this is strictly, you need to see who's actually playing tonight. We saw Hero get ruled out the last game. Smart was missing as well. So you want to wait and see who's playing so that way you can make an informed decision on who's going to win game five tonight. Boston, the road favorite. Now, player props, we post these on our social media accounts. We also post them at offtheballnetwork.com slash pod, so you can find all of those plays there. But let's get now into our competitive lay of the day. This is our daily three-team parlay. No odds worse than minus 150 here. Only looking to put out winners on this slate. And we're going to start with that Miami and Boston game. We're taking the over 203.5 today. Honestly, I just expect both teams to show up in a big way offensively. Miami starters combined for 18 points last game. That's not going to happen again. They're going to play much better. Jimmy Butler's going to have a big day. We could see Bam Adebayo. He's been inconsistent. He's coming off a bad performance. Maybe he steps up tonight. Tatum played great in game four, but Jalen Brown was five of 20 from the field. So I expect him to be much better. I think this line can only go up as well because we've seen it around that 207 mark, 208 mark for a lot of this series. Maybe Marcus Smart plays, maybe Tyler Hero plays. If either of those guys do, I think this line's going to move up. So get it at 203.5 while you can. It's not going to move any lower unless a lot of guys get ruled out, and I don't see that happening in a do-or-die game. The Padres' money line versus the Brewers at minus 130. You got you Darvish going for the Padres. He's got 37 Ks, over 46 innings pitched. He's taken on Aaron Ashby for the Brewers, who's got 34 Ks and 28 innings pitched. Darvish is 4-1 on the year. Ashby's 0-3. I like the matchup here. The Padres, they blew it yesterday. They only scored the one run. I think they get to Ashby today in a big way, and they pull off the win at minus 130. And then the last one is Colorado puck line versus St. Louis. This is at even money right now. I just think the series ends tonight. It completely changed when Bennington got hurt. It's unfortunate for St. Louis. I had them as a future bet to win the West. It's not looking great now against a tough Colorado team. We always knew it was going to be tough for them to win. And without Bennington and the way Huso's playing, I think they're in trouble. I think we're looking at another 5-3-6-3 type result here. Kemper hasn't been great either. But at home, they're going to finish it off with the puck line victory. So the odds on this parlay for the over in Miami, Boston, the Padres money line, and the Avs puck line is plus 576. You can find those odds all at bet99.com. Use promo code shooters at sign up. And be sure to bet responsibly as well. Always preach that here at the show. If for whatever reason the Padres don't go, our alternate play will be the Braves minus one versus the Phillies. Just really like this matchup today for the Braves. You've got Charlie Morton going on their side and they're taking on Ranger Suarez for the Phillies. I just think at home they're going to find a way to cover that and win by multiple runs today. So the odds on minus one and a half are actually plus 115. Minus one is closer to minus 110. So we appreciate everyone who tunes into the live show every morning. We love getting up every morning, talking the betting lines, talking the day in sports, and overall hoping to put out some winners for you guys today. Let's flip the script. 0-4 yesterday. Let's go 4-0 today. Have ourselves a day. And we'll see you guys tomorrow morning for the daily competitive